Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back, everyone, to the Flowtrack Podcast. Flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com is our email address. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. Recording this on a Thursday. Final show of the week. We went Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week. And next week's going to be a weird schedule, too, because of NCAAs. Gordon, you want to run through that again? What's our recording schedule look like for the folks next week? So next week we are going to be doing a bunch of pods. It starts getting crazy. I can tell you that. Um, first, I can say is this is the last pod I'm going to do in this pod room because I okay. will be not be in this. You won't be able to. You won't see the the MVP and logo and all the perfect is the enemy of good sign behind me. I am relocating to a better and bigger place. So this is the last one. I move today slash tomorrow. So after but so but new podcast studio will be coming on Monday. Don't know what it'll look like. But yeah, uh, next week, we're going to be doing a Monday pod, typical 9 a.m. But then we are going to be going live Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Wednesday and Thursday, though, we'll be going live in the evening right after the NCAA, uh, first, the NCAA championships. So mm-hmm. I think it's around 10.20 Central Time on Wednesday, 8.50 Central Time on Thursday. And then Friday and Saturday, the finals of NCAAs, we will go live actually during the start of the NCAA championships and kind of watch NCAAs with you guys. So uh, next week, Monday, normal pod, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Wednesday and Thursday after NCAAs, Friday and Saturday during NCAAs. So it should be a good show. Simple as that. Write it down. Simple as that. You have a record of it. Write it down. I... I'm, I'm looking forward to doing the the live shows during the meet again. That was fun. We did them during indoors and cross. I'm assuming you're going to keep tabs on the team score. Although if things keep progressing the way they are on the men's side of things, you're just going to be talking about LSU for a couple hours. Probably. Well, you know, people trying to get second, third, fourth. Sure. In track and sure. field, we give out a lot of awards for people who don't win. It's a thing we do. Correct. They don't really do that Correct. in many other sports, but in track – if you get seventh, we are going to congratulate you. Yeah. Which, well, and we'll, I mean, and we'll talk about it too. It gives us something for us to talk about yeah, during this live show. We'll talk too. about it. <laughs> I mean, right now, we're, it would be like, you know, the Sixers are going to be at least top eight 
this year. Nope. Because they're we're in the not, final eight. So we're not you know. we're not to sixty seconds of Sixers yet. That's coming up, by the way. Thank you for helping me tease that. That'll be coming up at the end of today's show, sixty seconds of Sixers. We're also going to talk uh, about Stumptown Twilight briefly. That meet is on Thursday night. Hobbs Kessler's quadruple, the Hengelo Ethiopian trial. The Ethiopian trials are being hosted at the Hengelo meet, which is the Continental Tour meet live on Flow Track. That's exciting. But I want to first start with NCAA because, as you mentioned, we don't really have many shows until the NCAA championships kick off. We have one really until it gets going next Monday. So we're going to need to. Start talking about it now. We can't really wait any longer. So I put together a list of questions, biggest questions I have going in the meet. I'm sure you have some as well, too. But I guess first, can you give me kind of like the lay of the land after prelims, just from a team perspective? Did anything much change? Well, we can bring up the uh, the rankings if we want the team rankings so we can kind of see uh, where we stand. Um, so Travis will, th- those aren't the rankings. Those are the entries by team. So we'll have Travis bring up the, the rankings. So yeah, on the men's side, it's basically still an LSU dominant projected meet. They're mm-hmm. not at a hundred points much anymore. They're projected to get 87. And then there's just like that battle for second, third, fourth, fifth with Oregon leading the way USC up there, Texas in the mix, North Carolina, A and T. There with 32 points, they're in fifth. BYU in six, 28. And then you have a bunch of teams like Georgia, Iowa State, Texas A&M, Florida State, Kansas, Florida. So uh, it's going to be the LSU show with the battle for second between Oregon, USC, and Texas, and then the conglomerate of schools they're fighting for that final podium spot. So nothing much changed. That, nothing much changed. Women? Yeah. Are we Sorry. still projecting it to be yeah. very close on the women's side of things? Yeah, women is still a close race between A&M and LSU. USC still up there. Texas has fallen off to sixth. But I think it's really going to be like a kind of a, a tri-meet between A&M, LSU, and USC. Mm-hmm. With Alabama sneakily maybe showing up and having an incredible meet led by Mercy Chilanga and Tamisa, the 1,500-meter runner from Alabama who get finished second at NCAAs and cross. So... Right. There's a chance Alabama sneaks in, but I'm thinking it's going to be an A&M LSU show. All right. Okay. Let's get into these questions because these pertain more to the individual competition than the team. So I want to give a little bit of a team case here. And if you have questions, put them in the chat. If you're watching now live on, on YouTube, throw them in the chat. We might talk about them. We don't need to spend a ton of time on each of these. It's, it's up to you, Gordon. I'm sure when we talk about the men's 5K, you'll go on for a while. <laughs> but we could just do these more rapid fire. I don't know if you had questions too. My first one, my first one is does Cole Hawker double? What do you think he ends up doing? I think he does. Yeah. I mean, the 1500s first, so he'll do the 1500. So you're basically wondering if does he scratch the 5k? Correct, because they can't they're not going to scratch him from the they can't, right? Like the with the honest effort rules, right? Everybody's entered yeah. and then you have to you have to run once you've declared and you are entered in the meet. So yes, I'm wondering if he runs the 5K. Like if he wins the 1500, does he come back later on in the meet and run the 5K? I wonder it um, from two different perspectives. One, in terms of trials prep, and two, more related to the actual meet itself. 
obviously that would give a little bit more juice to that men's 5,000. I guess you're assuming the only reason he would scratch is if the coaching staff at Oregon recognizes that going 1-2 in the 5K is not going to make them beat LSU. So let's just pack it up and let Hawker's legs relax and let Cooper Tier try to win a title. Is that what basically you're saying? They're only going to run it if part. they're in team contention? Not- not so much that last part about letting Cooper Tier win a team title, but just, hey, he had a great 1,500. It's already been a long season. Let's try to get him on the team for the Olympics. And running another 5K may not be the best plan for that. I just think, I think everybody is it. cautious. I think everybody's cautious, right? Like, that's the default in track. You never go wrong betting on someone being and a team being overly cautious yeah the team thing adds a little bit to it but you just said they're 40 points back of lsu okay maybe it's what keeps them in second or keeps them on the podium it's just it's not as if that 5k is going to be slow or easy to get points in i think he runs it i don't see why not i think he'll run both i think I don't know. Can we pull I up the schedule? Like, yeah, I, I, I want to run the 5K. Travis, can we pull up the schedule? Let's just, look, let's just look at the actual time that's elapsed here because the other part you got to think about here is this 1500 probably won't be a normal 1500 because you have two people who believe strongly that prelim time is PR time and are going to race aggressively because when you get to the final, Alan Gilly Kip saying is going to be screwing around. I don't think, I think Yared Nuis is going to go right with them. So if you look at that final, day on friday men's 1500 is at 511 men's 5000 is at 655 every championship race is going to be hard don't get me wrong but i think it is there's a different dynamic when it, that 1500 turns into a all-out kip sang <laughs> nagoose led uh knockdown drag out fight from the gun versus maybe something where it's a slower windup or just a big, big last 300. So he's only going to have an hour and 40 minutes between those two races. I mean, I think he's going to do it. He's young. I think he, okay. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I could be wrong, but like, it's kind of like lame if he doesn't do it. It's like, all right, then why'd you enter in the first place? If you were <laughs> only going to run it in the, the super rare case that LSU had an awful meet, it's just like, you know. Options. You do it for like options. If, yeah, you do it for options. But, like, at the same time, if there is an – because there's, like, an 85% chance that LSU is going to have it wrapped up after the 200, like, yeah, in my opinion. And if – I think everyone knows it, and I think Oregon even knows that. Mm-hmm. So, like, to to, like – do this whole double charade if you know like there's a high probability you're not gonna do it when it comes down to it. Seems like a waste of you know what? I'll ask I'll ask Robert Johnson in the press conference on tomorrow. I'll straight up just be like, hey, if Oregon's not in it, will Cole Hawker run the 5K? I don't think you're gonna get a talk around the first Well, yeah, I, will, I, don't I will get a... double I will ask more than here's I'll a better way multiple to, varieties here's a better way to ask that question to get maybe something okay out let's of it, prepare which would be, let's work on it here 
Yeah, let's, let's, let's workshop, workshop these questions. Okay, here's a better way. Uh, what sort of considerations will be in play when deciding whether or not to have Cole Hawker run the 5,000 at the end of the meet? I think we might get farther with that one. It's less direct, but then you might actually get uh, a mention of where they're at in the team score. Because if you just say, I... is he, is he going to run? He's not going to say no. <laughs> that would be insane. Should I say, is there a chance you would, you would not run him, maybe? I don't know. Hey, no, in the chat, uh, write, the, write the question for me, and maybe I'll just read it. And I'll say, user 184Johnny <laughs> asks, what's well, the because, deal with Cole Hawker? So there's other doubles out there, too, that I'm, that I'm like 15, five doubles that I'm interested in, right? He, that, that could potentially not, like, I'm wondering about Whitney Orton. Same thing, right? 15, five. It's tough. It's a brutal, brutal double coming back. Now, BYU, the women, they're a, what would you say, fringe podium contender? Yeah, no, they're not. The odds are, are not strong. Right. But she's another one where she's got the trials in a week. So uh, are you going to have her race twice and then try to come back later on? at the end of the meet. I just think a lot of it depends on that 50. I think for Hawker, a lot of it depends on the, on the 15. I think the same thing for Orton. And if you get your NCAA title and you really had to go to the well to do it, which chances are you did, then you can, you can be happy and satisfied and then move on to the next competition, which happens to be the Olympic trials. For Hawker though, who has a legit chance of making the team, I think is different than some of these other doublers out there but someone like Whitney Orton I'm interested in uh as well because of the dynamic that it would have in the women's 5,000 because is there a clear favorite in the women's 5,000 is it her is it somebody else that race is is a bit open to me yeah I mean Chilang Chilang got maybe she's mm -hmm. the cross-country champion mm -hmm. so I don't know my next question can a thing Mo break her collegiate record again what do you think? I don't think she does. I don't think she tries to. I think she jogs. I think she jogs. just cruises to get You're 10 points. She wins. <laughs> she wins. Yeah, I'm saying she yeah, she wins, but I I have it's not going to be on her mind at all. I think she's just going to run. I think what's on her mind right now is finishing first and mm -hmm. getting ready for the trials. I think that's the only thing she's thinking about. I do not think she is thinking about trying to PR. PR, like we said, prelim time is PR time. Mm -hmm. We're not in the prelims anymore. We're in the finals, so she's not going to try to PR. Do you think... I'm willing to say, she, 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 she will run an incredible 4x4 four four split. She'll probably split like 49-0 in the 4x4 four four after running like 50.2 in the 400 final. Mm -hmm. Her... The storyline behind a thing, Mo, will be her 4x4 four four split, not her open performances. I was going to ask about the 4x4 four four because that's before the trials. So when you said, oh, she's going to turn her attention to what's next, I immediately thought, oh, that means she's going to put it all into the 4x4, four four, which would make sense because yeah, that's, that's the last event. And depending on what leg she runs, 
they they might need her to run run uh, faster than she ever has before. I just wonder NCAA final. It's hard to mess around though. It's hard to really gauge your effort because you don't know what. And we talked last episode yesterday about how good Stacey Ann Williams is. She's not sub fifty like a thing Mo is, but I mean the difference between forty nine six and fifty point three is on the in the grand scheme of things not that big. So I don't know how soon she can t- take her foot off the gas. She might have to run incredibly fast um, to do it. Anyway, next one. Next one. Hit me. We got Luigi, Luis Grijalva. Can he finally get an individual title? 100% yes. Will he? He will. It's a lock. It's been my lock since the December track meet where he outkicked Cooper Tier. And he has not shown, in all of his track races, he has not shown a reason to doubt him. I know you keep on trying to bring it up like, yeah, but Cooper, Cole Hawker's running well indoors. Cooper Tier's doing this. He just won that Pac-12 race, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. if you watch Luis Grijalva's entire outdoor campaign, every race has been what you expect someone who's going to win nationals. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he started with the 1500 opens with the 339 wins it. Then he runs that Fresno 5k, which he runs 1329. But if you watch the last lap, it's just like, it just, he's a different person in that final lap. And then big sky does, you know, a, he runs five races in two days. So he's not going to win them all, but he's kind of just, cruising like whatever the only race he tried to win was the 1500 and he won that and then the west 5k prelim where he also closed in 54 seconds and him and cole hawker just pulled away from everyone so i think yeah but let's look at this whole his season in totality it, it was this one race it was the west coast relays 5000 i mean the conference meet was about racking up points the west prelim was about qualifying and the 1500 that he ran was great, but it was a, a 1500, which is not what he's racing here at the championship. So there's not, we don't have a head to head of him versus Hawker in recent memory. You know, you got to go back. Well, we do a have bunch the, of, the 5K prelim we just had. Well, I, a real race, a real race, not one where they're looking around at each other. We don't have a Cooper, him versus Cooper tier uh, in, in several months. I think it's interesting with Grijalva. I mean, what ninth in cross country, his best, that's his best NCAA championship performance, correct? I know we've done this before. Like he's never, he's never scored in a NCAA track championship, either indoor or outdoors. What he's got going for him here is your favorite uh, event doesn't have some of the big names. It does not have, Connor Mans. It does not have Edwin Kurgat. So the amount of people there who who can run at Grahalva's level is, is much smaller because we talked about Hawker, Tier. We obviously talked about uh, Wesley Kiptu there as well as being a guy who could win it. But it's not as deep as it was at the beginning of the season for a variety of reasons. What do you think is the best type of race? I say that knowing that Wesley Kiptu is going to put his 
fingerprints all over this race. So Grijalva may not have a lot of say in how the race goes, but if you were designing a plan, what would it be? Well, you know that Kip is going to go out in like 60 seconds. Kip two will go out in like 203. The question is, it's only 12 laps. There's no hills. Like in a 10K, people were like, all right, let Kip two go. And then like Mance kind of yeah. just was really good at timing, timing it really well to go with, to stay back, then catch up, then go, and then finally end it. You know, mm -hmm. so I really think what Grohalva is going to do and the coaching staff is going to have to do is they're just going to watch Kip Two's races, see how he what he does in the beginning third of every race, and then adjust. And, and so, okay, let's look at this. Let's bring up the screen. Yeah, so on the screen we have the 10K at cross. So they go out 1K and 2:31. It was just Manson Will shut up there with them. And then 2K, they were still together. 3K, Kip2 started pulling away. And Kip2 built up a two-second lead on Mance. And then mm -hmm. Kip2 built up a five-second lead on Mance. Then Mance slowly started coming back. So, it was, so at 3K, it was two-second lead. 4K, five-second lead. And then at 5K, it started going down. 5K was a three-second lead. 6K was a two-second lead. And then by 7K, right. they were tied again. So Kip2 likes getting to that big lead in the opening 2 to 3K. And then he doesn't hold it. He never holds it. Like everyone says like, oh, he keeps on holding until he drops everyone. You just got to, you just got to let him do his thing in the beginning third of the race. And then mm -hmm. that middle part of the race is where you got to close on him and get back to him. So as long as you're, so if I was, if I was, you know, Hawker, Tier, Rahalva, or anyone else trying to challenge Kip to, let him let him party on his own for the first K. But run on it. Stay like 10 meters back of him. And then the, the middle K, you slowly get him back, and he will get too comfortable. And then once you're – as long as you're tied with Kip 2 with 2K to go, you're good. You just have to be with Kip 2 by like 3.5K. Yeah, but that's easier said than done. He's going at paces that it's not even feasible for the field to go out in. I think Kip 2's established a pattern. We can say that. So you can game plan yeah. for, for Wesley Kip 2. That's the, the positive. The negative to it is I think it's going to cause people to – they're going to have to think during this race. They're really going to have to – come up with a strategy. It can't just be one of those things. Well, I'll see how it goes and it's going to end up. Oh yeah. We're all together with one K to go. And then, and then it's a mad dash for home. Like Grijalva, I think you're right. Would have to actually look at where and tier as well too. And then you're going to have to make a decision at some point in the race. When he goes out in 60, which I think he's going to go out in or 61 and he's going to go out in whatever, 204, through the 800 uh there's no no reasonable person running that race would say okay i gotta stick with them i'm gonna run with them so that decision is is largely made for you where you do need to make a decision is later on the race when to go and it behooves grijalva hawker if he runs it tier and whoever else is in that group 
to work together to try to bridge that gap. The problem is, I don't know if anybody's going to want to be basically rabbiting that second group, which could allow the KIP2 point, like we talked about yesterday, the day before on the show, to move back. So instead of the point in the race where the lead starts to shrink being at, let's say, 2,400, 2,800, maybe it's at 3,200 because there's just a little bit of hesitation from the pack. That's what I would be concerned about if I was on one of these other teams is do you have enough people working together to start to go after him? Because it's a little bit different in the in the prelims, right? Because everybody's just trying to get that top five. So everyone kind of panics a little bit to do it. And then before you know it, you have a group of people going for it, like you did at, at the West prelims. But it's different in in the championship where everybody's just gunning for that top spot. I just think there's so much data out there on Kip2 now that I, I truly think that Tier, Klinger, Grijalva, Hawker are all going to know. They're not going to be shocked at what Kip2 does. Like you saw in the indoor 5K, like Amon Kemboy was shocked at what Kip2 does. I remember talking to uh, Arkansas head coach, and he says, yeah, I screwed up because I mm – -hmm should have known what Kip2 was going to do and it burnt out Kemboy and he wasn't prepared to run an opening one case that fast. Yeah. And I should have prepared my athlete to like let Kip2 go and then get him later, you know? So I think all the athletes have now seen what Kip2 does and they know that like let him go and mm -hmm. he will come back. He is not a 13 flat 5K runner who can just hold it. He has shown that he doesn't hold it. So you just have to you just have to be patient and then yeah. make your move. I but, mean, Mance did it. Mance proved there's a there's a way to do it. So it's different though. It's different we though. Know it's as possible. you talked about before. Possible. It's well, he's not coming he's coming off of a 10K two days before where he has to go against Mance. So he he will be tired, but I don't think it's gonna be the same type of difficult turnaround that he had going from Fayetteville and indoors to Stillwater for cross. And it's going to only be 5,000. So the margin, the amount that, of slack you can give is less. I want to know over under 60.5 for the first 400. What do you take it for a split? I'll go with the over. Say it goes down 61. I think he's going to do something special in this one. I think he's going to put his most Kip two performance of the season on the line for his last race. I think we're going to see we're going to see fifty nine for something insane for the first four hundred, and that I'm going to be, be laughing. Awesome. I'm going to be laughing during that live stream. It's going to be good. That answered one of my other questions. How about this one? How about this one? Uh, does Courtney Weymouth become a trials favorite after this meet in the steeplechase? Top You're big on this, Courtney. You're Kip on you're you're big on the Courtney Wayman train. I think we haven't seen Colleen Quigley race a steeple in a good long while. Obviously, Emma Coburn looks good. Frerichs has looked good. There might be a third third spot more open than we thought. I know uh, Leah Fallon's run really well. Marissa Howard's run really well. But Wayman's steeple this past weekend was her what second steeple of the year at West Coast. She ran nine thirty one. Only seven seconds off the collegiate record. I was looking at races where people could be, you know, serious trials 
contenders. We'll get to Terrence Laird in a second here, and and some of the other some of the other sprinters. But when it comes to distance, um, after a thing, Mo, there's not many collegians that are going to be on the women's side that are going to be having legit chances to to qualify in the the following week. That I think Wayman would be one of them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there are a couple sprinters potentially. Yeah, uh, we'll get to them in a second. I was, I was talking about distance. Yeah, like five uh, and ten. This, this, like it's going to be real hard. Even fifteen. Yeah, it's, no. Like, yeah. Sage, Sage Herda, could could factor in if she has a good meet, but that's going to be tough. We talked about Mo in the eight hundred. Uh, Aaliyah Miller might be uh, someone who could make that final, but I think I think Wayman at like worst right now is sixth best in the U.S. And depending on what happens. Um, with Quigley, I think could could factor in there. Yeah, Val Constian's run really well too. We got her name up on that list there. Mel Lawrence nine twenty seven, um, but Waymitz it's just like it comes with an asterisk because that was her first steeple in four years. Yeah, when she ran the nine thirty one. Yeah, and I I do think she's definitely going to want to run sub nine thirty because she's going to want to get the standard out of the way. I mean, it doesn't really matter in the women's steeple because the odds of the trials final being a nine thirty plus race is just not happening. So. Uh, but it's good to get it so it's not you're not thinking about it when you're in the race. So yeah, I could see it, it could be fast and I could see Wayman then, hey, if I'm trying to run nine sub nine thirty, I might as well try to flirt with uh Frerix's collegiate record. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, if she does that, then you're like, whoa, you just dominated the the steeple. We have this dynamic where the big three in the steeple, you know, eventually it's gonna break apart, right? Mm-hmm. You know, eventually the big three lost in uh, Miami in 2014 to the Spurs. <laughs> so yes. maybe Courtney Wayman is the 2014 Spurs and she can break up the big three. I mean, maybe that's what it is. Man, real quick NBA side, I got to apologize to Lopez Lemong. I thought comparing him to Kawhi and not the Clippers would have been a compliment to him. But after last night's game, <laughs> I don't... I don't know. Maybe he's Luca. Maybe he's Luca. Maybe that'll be it. Maybe uh, he's Luca. Same question, but for the women's hundred. So will we see one of those women emerge? We talked about Tanisha Terry, Cambria Sturgis in the hundred, Kemba Nelson and Tamara Clark, the four women who went sub uh, eleven. Kemba Nelson represents Jamaica, but Terry Sturgis and Clark. I don't expect to see a Shakira Richardson 2019 Austin performance where someone drops a 1075, but even another sub 109 for Terry, and you have to feel good about her uh, getting getting to that final and having a chance to to make the Olympic team. Yeah, I think I think one of these college kids will make the team. In my opinion, I think. There hasn't really been a strong two-three punch on the U.S. pro side behind Shakari. Maybe that's because we're not even looking at them because we keep on our our heads can't see the gap that she keeps on having in the start to the finish line. So we're just we don't see who finishes second because we already turned our head to see how far away Shakari has run. But uh, I really do think you need to be a ten nine is good enough yeah. to be in conversation for top three in the u.s and we're having women do it multiple times here yeah. and you have someone like terry who's broken 10-9 so i think 
the winner of the NCAA champs will be a favorite to make the trials. And even the loser, right? I could see someone who gets second at NCAAs mm-hmm. kind of lick their wounds and then come back and then beat them at the trials. So it's not like it's the winner and then you're on. I think you shuffle up these these four U.S. women, obviously mm-hmm. uh, Nelson. Three, three. I mean, three U.S. women because Nelson's Jamaican. I think one of them will put it all together a week after the champs and make uh, an Olympic team. So I be exciting. I think the magic number is one here for how many collegians will make the team. Cause you got to put yeah. Richardson on there. I'm talking about the open, the open hundred here. And I think some, someone from that veteran group is going to emerge. Maybe it's Aaliyah Hobbs. Maybe it's Tiana Daniels, Oliver, Briscoe, Parker, someone like that. Maybe a Kinnison again, but I feel really good about either Terry Sturgis or Clark getting on the team. Um, also, I should mention Kayla White, who's run under 11 seconds this year as a as a pro. So I think, yeah, I think there's going to be one. I think the fact that we have just a few days now between NCAA's and Olympic trials is going to be a good thing for for this group. But I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to see what what these what these women come up with. We also, I'm really, I want to see, I know we've had a couple meets at Hayward, right? The new Hayward, but I want to see how fast, yep. I want to see how fast that, that track is. Cause we don't have that many results to make a, make a conclusion. I want to see how, how good or bad that wind is for people, how fast the surface is. That'll be, that'll be fun to see. Obviously Austin, things were crazy in 2019 combination of, number of factors led led to that can can that can the hayward stadium help uh get some fast performances let's go to the men's sprint side and my question here is about specifically about terrence laird he hasn't really shown any vulnerabilities this year gordon you look at his year like what's the bad since indoors what's the bad terrence laird race can you find one? Because everything's looked pretty good. He's been throwing strikes now for a couple months. Now we know he's going to go against some really strong competition in both the the hundred and the two hundred. Do you think there's any chance he gets upset in this weekend? In the I guess his biggest chance would be be in the hundred. So I'll say in the two hundred. Is there any chance he gets upset in the two hundred? And what do you expect from him in the hundred? I mean, there is a chance he could get upset in both. I mean, there are talented athletes uh, who can challenge him in the one, in the two, and then obviously teams there in the four-by-one. In the one, you have Sean Masagawa, who is, you know, he's broken tent. He's like a legitimate international-type talent who has experience at big-time races. Um, Then you have the... Michael Williams and the bowlings, kind of the mm-hmm. challenge layer there. And then in the 200, it's the same people, the basically SEC part two with yeah, Fan Bola. Fun, fun Bola, Long, and Bowling. I mean, Bowling I- did beat Laird indoors, and Laird mm-hmm. was dominating Bowling all regular season until the NCAA final indoors. So, yeah. 
Again, though, the indoor champs, very different from outdoor with just turns, not the same. So I do think there's a chance, but there's also a very good chance no one touches him, uh, mm-hmm. which is good. You want him, you want someone who's going to dominate to not dominate purely because there was no one who challenged him, right? It's not as fun seeing a one eight yeah. seed right in the playoffs you want to see a one and two seed go at each other and see a dominant performance from a one seed over a two seed so i think we might see that i think we might see lsu uh obviously they're gonna win the team title but if laird can pull off the double and second place mm-hmm. in each of these doubles is running like nine nine and nineteen nine and you beat both mm-hmm. of those guys that said something. It, it kind of reminds me of Andre de Grasse, right? Yeah. Where yeah. he defeated Trayvon Bromel and like made Bromel getting second. Even though Bromel ran an incredible time, everyone was just talking about de Grasse because Grasse was just had another level. So we could be seeing a de esque performance, I think, uh, next week. And it'll be exciting. It'll, he'll, he'll definitely break in that track with some new fast starts. <laughs> For uh, the stadium records, and he'll keep that LSU potential sprint sweep. That's still in play with him, Laird in the one and the two, and No Williams in the four, and, and their hurdlers and their relays. I'd say that's obviously going to be tough. Oh to yeah, do, but it, it, the fact that it's a possibility is is just crazy for LSU man. They could win the. The only thing they're not going to they're not going to win the four by four, but. They could win all the individual ones. Yeah, one, two, four, four hundred hurdles, one ten hurdles. That would be impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about USC women doing that a couple, couple yeah. of years back. They never got the chance because the season got canceled, which was a bummer. Because then people moved on, and and the teams never, you know, it's not the same after that. And LSU has the opportunity right now to to try to do it. So I, yeah, I'm excited for for Laird. We got a question in the chat from ryan who says uh once off isaiah jewett will make the 800 team i want to wait until after ncaa's for that that 800 though is going to be really good that's a that's an underrated race this year because there's a lot of attention going to distances above it and below it for good reason but brandon miller has been running out of his mind 145 uh 57 is his season best you have jewett Who's been who's been super strong? You know, beat beat Charlie Hunter, who looked amazing during the indoor season and has racked up some amazing PBs. Uh, Finley McClear, who almost beat Hunter indoors. Devin Dixon just looming there. We don't know what to expect from him. This is going to be a good. This is going to be a good and, men's eight hundred. And Yusuf Bizimana of Texas, who had mm-hmm. a incredible big 12 meet he won the 15 and the eight and obviously fest the got of iowa state so there's a good combination of like really good kickers in mm-hmm. um hunter Bizimana and legat mm-hmm. and then you have like the strong i can run 145s in jewett and miller so yeah. yeah that's and i think it's also interesting because there's no true favorite right obviously yeah. it would have been devin dixon but dixon just is hasn't been same since 2019 so it's like a fun race where like you could argue six different champs and if those six 
each any of the six won, you'd be like, oh yeah, that made sense. They were the best, which makes it more fun because it's like a, it's not like a Laird versus Field. It's going to be anybody, which is great. There's by my count nine freshmen in that race of the twenty four people in the field. I know there's more freshmen this year because of last season, but that's a lot of freshmen in that, in that race. Yeah. Uh, it's tough to think about the men's 800 in the context of the Olympic trials, because those spots seem taken by the pros picking against Brazier, Hopple, you know, Murphy, Harris, like that quartet looks really, really good, but that doesn't mean they can't make a final and then have a shot at it. My last question for you, Gordon, or for anybody here, which about this meet, which team's Twitter account is the most likely to troll Gordon after the meet? Because we've had some attempts this year, LSU, Florida, but is there a dark horse out there lurking that will hey, at you LSU, on, the, the, over the weekend? The Florida track managers, they haven't tweeted at me since I told them that I'm really good at picking their team. And I, this is the first time I am the week, the week before predicting. Um, oh well, I didn't see this. Gordon continues to make it seem like predicting UF's finishes and then says it's like rocket science, which it isn't because we finished in top three at twenty one last twenty three, nineteen thousand and nine. And yet we weren't top ten at the beginning of indoor. Your ranking at the beginning of indoor season means nothing. I'm sorry, it doesn't. When you don't know that Raymond Ekua Ekua Ekvewo. Igvewo had eligibility because he technically, I'm not sure, the COVID thing, you don't know. So, like, no, as soon as he had eligibility, you recognize that you went from whatever. We all know. Preseason rankings don't mean anything. Come on. No, this is bull. I'm just saying, I'm really good. You know who you have right before the meet. And right before the meet, I predict Florida extremely accurately. I never doubt them. This is the first time I'm kind of doubting them now because I have them like 12th, but they just, they haven't had that good. They didn't qualify to four by one. So I think they even know it's going to be an off year, but they're still going to be good regardless. Uh, I just like, and, and, and the Noah Williams thing, the like, yes, manager I, account. The Noah wrong Williams on thing, that. I was wrong on that. And I admit that, but like I am now for the past month and a half, think Noah Williams is going to make the Olympic team. I think he's going to win NCAAs. So like, Olympic team. You went all the way to the Olympic team? Yeah, he's going to make the Olympic team. You never – Well, he worked his way up. That's how it works. You work your way up. If No one knew who Noah Williams was in 2020. So, like, excuse me for not, like, all of a sudden jumping on the Noah Williams train and being, like, anointing him the next great quarter miler in the U.S. He no, had to give me some data known, points. And he you gave should me have known him after indoors. No, no, you don't. I, no, I've mm -hmm. learned that indoor results – Okay, if we're supposed to just like anoint people, then bowling should have been tearing up the outdoor scene, but because he smoked Laird. But no, Laird, like indoor is a very minor part of what you are, your true ability against the rest of the world is. And No Williams was nothing until he ran his first outdoor race, and then he became everything, and he has all the mm -hmm. respect now. There's nothing right. wrong with being ranked low. And then running fast, and then getting ranked higher because you ran fast. That's just like there's no shame in that. Noah Williams is great. I think he's gonna be top three at the trials. I think he's gonna win NCAAs. 
I don't and think it's going to be LSU that trolls you. I would not pick them because they're going to have a lot of they're going to be busy. They're going to have so yeah, many busy. Yeah. graphics to make of NCAA champion this, NCAA champion that. So their social media team and their SIDs are going to be busy doing that. It's going to be somebody off the board. We got another one here from oh, this Do you know LSU State coach because you got a name wrong. You got Kenyon Abdi's name wrong. I mean, if we're going to do Gordon getting someone's name wrong, then the whole entire NCAA is going to come after Gordon because at one point or the other, he's he's messed it up. Who who do you think is going to prove you the most wrong? I guess if you knew that, you wouldn't pick them. So that's well, the yeah, I mean, question. Have I ever said, like, you're you're done? I mean, who's, like, the person I've given up on at, and then they do well, then it's like, hey, you should never give up on us. Uh, I do want to say one thing about LSU. No one has ever called this out, and I need to be the first. They put up not accurate news. I don't want to use the phrase that everyone says it's been saying for the past four years, but they put up not accurate news on their Twitter handle, and it bothers me. They put up what are you fake. What are you complaining about? They put up fake billboards on their Twitter account, especially like when Mondo was doing well. They pretend that they make that they put these their track athletes on billboards in their town when they're not real. They're photoshopped, and no one knows that they're photoshopped. How, it's how like, far back are you going on this? What are we doing? Why are you trying to start a feud with LSU? I just said you guys are probably cool now. Like there, here, here it is. That show this. That is not a real billboard. That's from, that is that's not real. That's, that's a Photoshop. That's a Photoshop. They did I it mean, for like a. They do it for like Shakira Richardson when she won the Bowerman stuff like that. That is yeah. not a real billboard. That is a Photoshop. And people think yeah. it's real. Because that's it's like all right, it's cool. You're kind of showing a new way to like show I someone like without. It. It's a what new more? way to make a cool infographic, but like, yeah. what are you worried about? You worried build- someone's gonna? Are you worried someone's gonna drive to Baton Rouge and look for the billboard and get disappointed? I mean, if you look no. hard enough at that, you can tell it's photoshopped. I think no, cool. but the people think like, yes, respect for track. We need more track and field, getting more respect. And it's like, it's not. It's it's a Photoshop. It's not real. Hey, this person saw it live. No, I don't believe. So maybe you're wrong. I don't believe. I think I think you're wrong. I think it's an actual. It, it, it's, Anybody in Baton Rouge, let us know. Um, <laughs> that's my only. Oregon, cry. they're not real billboards. Oregon, I maybe they are. Oregon, I think. Had but track, or, or, Oregon had track athletes on billboards. If you're wrong, now you look really dumb. I'm just gonna I know. say so th- that they can come good, at me there. Good. But like the photos that they, I, I don't think I was able to find the stock photo of that billboard too, with like the template. Just like the, the 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 color contrast is so like strong. Have you that actually it just looks like it? Have you done? I mean, it does look photoshopped. I I will give yeah. you that. Yeah, it doesn't like like you don't have that many pixels on a on a board on a billboard, right? So but that the looks person said they saw it live. They person yeah, but they like saw it. that person had LSU in their Twitter handle. So like, come on. People people think cow tipping is real. Do you believe in cow tipping? Do you know what cow tipping is? Cow, cow. You knock over cows. That's never been done. Cow tipping is fake. It's an urban According legend that the... everyone think happens. Cows sleep on the ground. There's not a single video in the entire internet of someone cow tipping. It's like UFOs and aliens. 
It's not real, but everyone thinks cow tipping is a thing like college and high school kids do in the middle of the night, but no one has ever filmed themselves actually tipping a cow. One, because they, they go away, and two, because they sleep on the ground. Cow tipping is fake. <laughs> it's not real. This took a turn. Do you want to talk about Hobbs Kessler running this weekend? Watching a random video. Oh, yeah, Hobbs Kessler. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about this. Hit me with it. Quadruple. Running a state meet. Who who doesn't go from running 334 and a 1500 in a pro race to quadrupling in their state meet? Just a natural couple of weeks. What do you think the total time? We should set the over-under of what his total time would be. So he's running a 4 by 8 an 800, a 1600, and a 3200. So I think he runs 148, 148. I think he runs 405. Then I think he runs like, I think he tried to probably tries to break the high school national 3200 meter record. I bet you that's his focus. What do you think? Really? At quadrupling in the midst of a quadruple. I think that's like the one race he's going to want. That's the one race he's going to want to run the, the fastest time-wise in. I think he's just oh. doing this to compete with his team one last time and rack up a bunch of wins. And I think it's yeah, a tough 40 ask points. at the, at the, yeah. at the end. Of, yes, 40 points. At the end of all that to get, I mean, I'm assuming the four by, or sorry, I'm assuming the 3200s last. To get the high school record at well, I just think of what German that... Fernandez did. That's what I'm t- trying to think when he did the crazy 16, right. 32 double. Yeah, I mean that was other otherworldly, right? That he that he when he did the was it eight thirty six? I want to say someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have it right in front of me, but yeah, four flat, and then and then he and then he ran the the thirty two hundred, and he just destroyed everybody. Uh, in that race, it was incredible. But that's the difference of two races versus four races, and he wasn't coming off at three thirty-four. So that's true. I, I guess it's, people are saying gonna... in the chat now he's not. People are saying in the chat he's not going to do the quad. Uh, oh, Trevor says he said he wasn't doing the thirty-two hundred. So oh. there you go. Thanks, chat, for letting us know. He was in the start list. I guess he'll just scratch one of them. Yeah. So now you got to restart your whole. Your whole thesis here on his total time. So. Yeah. Well, maybe let's talk about this. If he does win them all, which he will, when they give out the award for like team champs, is it just going to be him standing mm-hmm. on the podium by himself saying, I am a team champion? Well, he's got in the four by eight, he's got three other guys with him, so they can, they can take credit for it. I wanted to ask, do you think he'll be the athlete of the meet? No, I mean yes, but also I could see. How big of a bummer is it to be the second best athlete at this meet? But you also know, like, they could pull a Bowerman on him and just like zig, um, zag when everyone's zigging and be like, "Oh no, he's already great. We can't award the greatness more greatness. So let's give it to the the triple jump state record holder." Okay, well, I guess I could see him doing that. I guess. Yeah, the problem is you, you set the high expectations, and then where do you go? Where do you go from there? Uh, Hengelo Continental Tour. I want to talk about that. That's coming up live on Flow Track, and it's also going to host the Ethiopian Trials. So these start lists, Gordon, 
are incredible. You have so many big names uh, like Gudolf Sagai, Latensa Pet Gaday. So you got a couple of world record holders right there. They'll be running the 5,000. Hagos Gebrowet in the 10,000. The list goes on and on here. Ethiopia has done this in the past where they have their trials at a meet outside the country. And this year they'll be doing it in, in Hengelo. So be sure to check that one out live on live on FroTrack. G'day versus the guy is going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, the next, like, like we said, we already had one continental tour yesterday. We have another one today. Um, it's just like a bunch of track meets after track meets. So we have four more through now, between now and uh, June 8th um, with Hengelo, Praia, Turku, and Holva? Holva? I don't know how to say. Mm-hmm. See, if you get mad at me for not saying your name right uh, and on a podcast, I also don't know how to say cities either. So I have mayors calling me. It's just, it's not good. I'm just not <laughs> good at the English language. That's just, that's just how it goes. Okay, we have an interesting comment in the chat, and I don't know if this is true. I hope it is. From Rose Runner, he said they extended nine meters in the 1600 for the full mile for Grant Fisher, his senior year at the Michigan State beat. They should do that for Hobbs. So you can have that's a, true. Well, that's incredible. They literally changed the distance of the event for somebody at the state meet. Not an invite, not a one-off meet, but at the state meet, they changed the distance of the event. I mean, I know it's only nine more meters, but that's incredible. Will they do I that? I want to see what does I Hobbs, see is Hobbs Kessler, trying to break up. Well, I mean, he has to run three fifty three. Which, if he does three fifty three by him, I would assume if he by himself, that would be insane, even by Hobbs standards. But I do want to see him run a fast mile, even though we all know three thirty four is faster than three fifty three equivalent. But I would like to see uh, just him get a crack at that mile record as well, too. How good do you have What's to be ta- for them what? to change the distance? We talked about being good enough for athletes to change the schedule, like Michael Johnson back in the day, and then Felix was Felix, yeah. lobbying to do it, and uh, you know, Shawnee Miller, Shawnee Miller and all will, that stuff. Yeah. But like, how good do you have to be for them to change the distance that you're running? That's pretty impressive. So, oh, we said so. What if Rose you get them the- two cameras? For the 16 in the mile, but it just changes the start line. I mean, no one wants to be that coach or that athlete who's like, no, we are not going to bump up nine more meters. We are yeah. insisting that it needs to be four complete laps. If you did like a 15 to 1600, I could see some people pushing back and saying, hey, we haven't done this all year. Why are we changing it? But it's 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 a, a minor difference, but just speaks to his, would... uh, his ability. That's crazy. How fast would you need to be in – the 60 meter dash for them to change the hundred meters to a 60 for you. <laughs> well, so you know what I'm saying? I'm going to run like, I'm going to run like 6.2. So like, just let me run the 60. It's not how fast you'd have to be. It's the 60 would have to be more important because the yeah. mile versus the 1600, it's not close in, in terms of prestige. I get why schools still do it. High schools still do it, but 60 doesn't have that, that cachet. I guess this is the only event where it would matter. Why? Stop. Why do high schoolers still do 1600? I think there's the four even laps thing. It's just confusing for people to add more. And a lot of, after being around high school for many years, 
people just start to assume that the four laps is the mile, which I mean, I'm not going to be the guy like, no, you're actually off by nine meters. Right. And there's so many, yeah. already so many lines for starting and ex- so many things to screw up. I mean, we see it at the highest level that I think they just try to, to keep it simple. Um, is that right or good? I don't, I don't know, but I could see people just saying, let's just, you have one lap, you have two laps, you have four laps. Um, man, we're getting a lot of info here from Rosemary. It says the start line was the same as the 1600. So the last straight was 109 meters for Fisher. Oh, wow. Oh, so Fisher yeah, just I mean, kept on running. That's hilarious. So he, does have vi- I want to see the video of this. <laughs> that's awesome. Kind of that they're like, everyone still can only have to run a 1600, but only Fisher will just get that extra nine meters. That's funny. That's kind of and cool. you, and you'd think with all the regulations and stuff around state meets that someone would have objected or have a problem or find something in the rule book. So the fact that they let them do this is pretty, that's pretty interesting. So like, if you go to his mile spit profile, will you find two times from the Michigan state meet? Will you find 1600 and 1609? Cause that would be for Fisher. Yeah. Cause that would, that would be interesting. Okay. I'm looking at it now, 1600 meter Michigan state championship. So 400, in the 16 i don't yeah i don't see it in the mile well click on it maybe click click on click on the result and see if maybe that is not a 1600 and it's actually a mile result and we just all thought it was a a 1600 we are we all were fooled here uh no one by several seconds here we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do a full investigation i just want to see the video of this i think it'll be cool Trying to look at other David people. In that. Impro- yeah, he's it's, like, it's a sixteen hundred on the results. Yeah, MT Michiana Mich- timing. They're saying it's a sixteen hundred, so I guess it was a six hundred. Maybe, maybe the the commentator is not telling the truth. Do you think about that? That could be a no. Thing. I, I believe all the commenters in there. <laughs> no, he goes through sixteen hundred at what does the time say? Four oh four flat, right? And then he's just saying he went on for nine more meters. And then, so we he just ran don't... probably, what, 402? What is it about? It's about a, one to two seconds more for those nine meters. So maybe four. Oh, so maybe the time wasn't faster. Kind of like, I was pretend this never happened type thing. Let's not like tell people, I don't want to... Grand Fisher ran 402. I guess it's fun to say Grand Fisher ran don't... four flat in the 1600. This is like, this is 2015. This is when you were really paying attention. I can't believe you don't know this. And you were locked Come in on, on everything Grant Fisher. No, I mean this is a this is embarrassing that you don't know this. Is what I'm gonna say. Come on, Gordon. Uh, he promises Jojo might it's know. real. She's in the other room. She might know because she was covering him yeah. at this time. So I should ask her. Ask Joe. Yeah, and how has that not come up in any conversations between you guys? Okay, real quick. I don't know. Stumptown Twilight. Stumptown Twilight, and then sixty seconds of Sixers. Um, you got women's five K is gonna be interesting because you have uh, Bowerman folks in there who need a good performance going into trials, Frazier, Infeld, Hall, and Jorgensen. You also have uh, Josh Kerr, maybe doing Josh Kerr things in the 1500 against that field. Centros in an 800. So some things to to look out for. There are some, if you're, if you're wondering whether or not, okay, is this going to be the meet where you see Shelby Houlihan or Evan Jager? As of this recording, the answer to that is no, they are not in the start list. I'm sorry. I um, 
I'm reading an article on Grant Fisher of this uh, shortened, uh, there's uh, the lengthened finish line. Um, oh, you so found it did it. happen. Oh, we found it. Okay. It happened. And we reported on it. Lincoln reported on it. So. Oh, which. Lincoln always coming in the, really? in the clutch. Well, not. No, Lincoln didn't report on it. Lincoln. Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln posted, posted Brandon Miles's. But it's under Lincoln's. Yeah. So it was Brandon okay. Miles and Miles. Split. So, yeah. Anyway, shout out to Brandon Miles. Okay, well, thank you, Rose Runner, for ele- elevating this and bringing this to our attention. Maybe we'll get that for Hobbs. That'll be cool. Yeah, um, yeah. That, but see, what is he? If Hobbs runs three fifty nine, are we like, oh my gosh? No, you're gonna say yeah, it's a, a thing. Seconds off your yeah, it's <laughs> not. It's not. The, it's not. It's not the same thing. So, but I do like this. I do like that they did this. That's that's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, Stumptown, anything you're looking forward to seeing? Or any person you're looking forward to seeing? Yes. Former Flow Track employee and former Oregon oh, yes. Duck, Grant Gro- Grovesner. Bring up his Instagram, okay. uh, Travis, if you can. <laughs> he's a great – he's part of a great uh, team. It's uh, His track club is Dogecoin Track Club. He ran 147 in 2016 when he was in college. Yeah. And then he stopped running. And I remember talking to him. uh, Oh, Travis is gone. I remember talking to him uh, when he was working at Flow. And he was like, yo, let me train to see if I can break two minutes in the 800. Like that was like his mindset. His mindset was like, maybe I could break two minutes again if I train hard for like six months because he had stopped running. Yeah. But now he moved back to Arizona and he's been training legitimately and he just ran a 149 in the 800. So the mindset of like, hey, could I ever break two again is now becoming, I'm running 149, which is so different from breaking two. And now he's like, hey, I'm going to go to Stumptown one last time in Portland and try to run 147 and make the Olympic trials. So Grant Govsner of formerly of Oregon and formerly flow track employee and currently a friend of Gordon and team member of Dogecoin track club is going at it. One last shot trying to run 147 at Stumptown. That's what I'm watching is my friend trying to make his Olympic trials dream come true. So uh, do you remember we were at the 2018 NCAA indoor championships in college station. So this was oh, a yeah. little more than this is a little more than three years ago. And after the first day of competition, we woke up the next morning and we decided we're all gonna go for a run. And four people were on this run. Me, you, Grant, and Jojo. Okay. Do you remember who ran one group of people ran probably four to five miles at eight minute pace? The other group ran about 10 minutes total at slower than eight minute pace do you remember who ran with who on that day i'm guessing you and jojo ran the five miles and me and grant were like 10 minutes and done yes he was so out of shape (laughs) i did not believe him when he said just a couple years ago he was running that fast you know he was on that that dmr team for oregon that great dmr team for we went to the meet and he walked past some oregon coaches they're like making fun of him because was they called him slim shady because he had his hair but it was a tough time i think for grant like just a couple years ago he had been he had been pretty legit and i know it's been three years and you can get in good shape 
in in three years. But he was, if we had an eight hundred that day, I mean, he would have beaten me because he could have summoned something out of it. But I don't think he would have broken two ten. So to see where he is no. now is awesome. I was yeah. I was fired up to see him on the list. I sent him a text. I said, "Is this real? Are you actually doing this?" And 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 he's going for it. Like, so shout out to Grant. One forty nine. Get back into one forty nine shape. That requires yeah, like yeah. it's speed, man. Speed is hard to get back. And like yes, to get back to that speed, that's just like shows that there was some truly innate talent somewhere in his body that he was able to summon again. Because typically. If you want to get back in shape, it's like, hey, I want to run a, a decent 5K or a decent 10K or obviously go up to the marathon. But to go back down to the 800, running mm-hmm. 149, hey, I mean, he's still young. I'm, he's in his 20s, so it's not like he's like a 50-year-old man doing it. But, hey, Dogecoin yeah. Trap Club, he's going to the moon. He's going to make the trials. He's going to run 147 flat. Let's do it. It's just two seconds. So, NCAA second champion, former – 2016 NCAA champion at the at the crossplex. He handed the stick to Edward Cesarek. A lot of people say, "Oh, Cesarek's the reason they won that DMR." No, it was Grant. It was yeah, Grant's like, that, that that did it for him. He tells us it every day. Uh, Texas, it was me. No, no. I'm just kidding. He doesn't say that. We say that. He says the, he says the complete opposite. Uh, I called him NCAA yeah. champion. So yeah, Kerr in the 1500. We got Centro in heat two. I think it's just that's just sharpening for Centro. I think he's feeling really good going into. The trials um but yeah I'm, I'm i'm really interested in that women's um that women's 5000 to see who emerges and i'm i'm keeping my eye on late ads i'll just say that i haven't heard anything i'm not reporting anything but i'm keeping my eye open my eyes open both of them for some late ads i'm now setting aka the shelby Hulahan. or evan jager yes or evan jager Okay, I'm hey, setting man. the clock here so, for 60 seconds of Sixers. Hold on. You don't start until I say go. That's how this works because well, I don't no, want you going no, a I, second over. You have something non-Sixers? No, yeah. Well, I don't even do the Sixers. We, we, it's fine. Ready, I'm, set, I'm go. I'm still You're getting on. over to – Go. I'm still giving – I am very sad because Joel Embiid is hurt again. But for some reason, I just have this feeling that he's actually not hurt and it's going to be okay and life will be fine. And he'll show up on Sunday – Dominate the Atlanta Hawks, and we sweep the Hawks in four with Embiid averaging thirty and ten, and then sit patiently and wait for the the winner of the Bucks Brooklyn series. Who do you think is going to win, Brooklyn or Milwaukee? I'm using up my, my sixty box. seconds. I'm done. As Bucks and what? And how many games? Four. You got twenty seconds. No, come on, that's not happening. What do you think is going to happen? Not what you want to happen. Sixteen and zero. Sixteen and zero. As a lifelong okay. Bucks being, fan, I've waited my whole I'm life. You, I'm asking this. a legitimate question. Who do you think is going to win? Brooklyn or Milwaukee? That's a good question. Who do you think is going to win? Bucks. Bucks, of course. In four? But you're saying in four. That's not real. You're, that's not going to happen. Three, They're not going to sweep two, okay. one. Your time is game. up. Thank you for playing today. You were supposed to talk about him tearing his meniscus. and talk about I don't want to talk about it. Meniscus tears. I tore my meniscus. Do you know what happened to me? I wasn't back what? in the NBA playoffs two weeks later. <sighs> I was out for a long time. I did not pull a grant. After that, my running career, already bad, got even worse. I'd be very worried if I was you. I just it. don't want to talk about anyone... it because it makes me sad. I know. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Come on, man. Okay, any, is there anything else you want to predict that's going to happen this weekend? Do you want to do one Gordon's guess on the track world this weekend? Um. 
I really haven't guessed it. So this, I. Do you know what I'm gonna be doing all week? I mean, it's week is it's Thursday now, but what I've been doing is I'm trying to Move come it. up with my new latest U.S. rankings because of what happened at Portland Track Festival, what's gonna happen at the Stumptown, what's happened in Florida, and different sprint meets and stuff like that. I'm trying to really formulate my almost final top 10, top 15 in the U.S. Because things have changed since my last rankings, which were in May. So I think I'm waiting until basically end of Stumptown to kind of recalibrate my top 10, top 15 individuals in every event. Um, and then it's probably only going to change based on what an NCAA college kid does because there won't be much running between now and the trials. So that's what I'm thinking are about. You, I'm just thinking about my rankings. So you're basically – are you basically saying things are set from the distance perspective after this meet? Yeah, I think so. So once I, I, I there's nothing else that's going to change, right? I mean, I don't think there's anything Hawker and the Goose can do that's going to change our mind. We already kind of know what we where we see them. I think everyone else is going to be hunkered down, and just next time we'll see them is U.S. Trials. Well, we got. Another diamond league before then, but I don't think that's yeah. But are any U.S. guys people doing it? Are people in the yeah? US well, that's what I'm saying. On no, 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 no. That's what I was. Yeah. That, that that was my point. It's it's in Rome and it's next week. It would be a very yeah. quick quick turnaround. Same thing with those continental tour meets. Um, yeah. Oh, I I'm with you. I think this is this is it. Right. We talked about how quickly the turnaround was. Um, this is the resume between yeah. USA or sorry NCAA's and USA's. All right, leave it there. Podcast at gmail.com is the email address. Thank you, everybody, for watching live and commenting on YouTube. Uh, Rose Runner has a question. Will the 1,500-meter collegiate record go down at NCAAs? We can keep the music going. What do you think? Uh, yes, I think so. I actually do. I think because of Kip saying. Okay. Yeah. I'm, go I'm, I'm, I'm saying it. Yeah. I can see it go down. Yeah. And then everyone will tweet, Hobbs ran faster. That's what everyone will tweet. So, <laughs> that's what's gonna we'll uh we'll do a full 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 preview on monday monday of the ncaa meet and then as gordon mentioned we'll have a busy week next week thanks for tuning in enjoy your friday saturday sunday thanks a lot thanks to travis we'll talk to you next time